This is Indie Business Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2, Women, Wealth, and Wow. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, mentor, and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and creative entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. In this episode, I will introduce you to Leela Barker of Bella Luce and Lucky Break Consulting. Leela is a wife, mom, and serial entrepreneur and a longtime member of the Indie Business Network. After the birth of her two children, and a divorce that left her practically destitute and living in her mother's basement. Leela happened upon a recipe for sugar scrub that she thought would make the perfect gift for her sister. After whipping up a few batches, a friend offered to take the scrub to a local spa to see if the owner might be interested in buying some and selling it to customers in her store. Leela was skeptical, but her friend returned a few hours later with a $300 order, and the ensuing events landed Leela in my inbox via a membership application in March 2005. Fast forward 10 years, and Leela has grown her business into three separate businesses, Bella Luce, Lucky Break Consulting, and a nonprofit called From Morocco with Love. Not only that, she has become my very dear friend which is why I just had to have her as my guest on this series focusing on women, wealth, and wow. And let me just say that over the years, our relationship has become about so much more than sugar scrub and membership. We have laughed until we choked, and we have cried until we couldn't see straight. We call each other for advice, and we show up unannounced at each other's homes and places of business. We move through life's ups and downs, knowing that no matter what happens, we are sisters for life. Leela is my sister from another mister, and I wish everyone could have a business relationship that turns into a friendship like the one we have. Leela is smart, and she's fun, and I get to see her in a few short weeks when I host my fifth Indie Cruise Mastermind event. I am very, very excited to bring you my friend and longtime Indie Business Network member. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 15. I'll be right back with Leela Barker. Leela Barker, hello. Where are you speaking to us from today? I'm coming to you live from Lucky Break and Bella Luce World Headquarters, which happens to be the front office of my house. I have a pup at my feet, uh, a cup of coffee in my hand. It's a good morning. You work from your home office. Is that not glorious? It is pretty frigging fantastic. I have yes. Bella Luce has a facility that's two and a half miles from the house, but 90% of my time is spent in a plush leather chair with a roaring fire and a dog at my feet. It's pretty great. It, it is wonderful. And you know, so great to talk to you. Our series is Women, Wealth, and Wow. And just the beginning of this conversation is already Women, Wealth, and Wow. You are building your business, creating the life you love on your own terms. Uh, absolutely. It's the best thing ever. Entrepreneurship is um, has been, aside from motherhood, the most transformative experience of my adult life. And uh, it, it has allowed me to um, 
to work, you know, most of the time in my pajamas with a pup at my feet. And sometimes on a beach in the Caribbean with you on Indy Cruise. And I'm still making money while I'm drinking (laughs) margaritas in Mexico. It's the best thing ever. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, if everyone in the world could just hear that message and understand the freedom and flexibility that comes with having your own business, I would I would be able to die happy. So thank you for kicking us off with that empowering picture of your life. So, you know, you you are um, really in so many ways the embodiment of what you just described. And I want you to tell us, you've been in business for a while, I want you to pull back, zoom out a bit, Leela, and tell us what you see what you see for women as we move further into this century where entrepreneurship and business is concerned? Um, Ridiculous amounts of promise. That's how I see us. Um, We are in an incredibly unique economic position right now where there are exterior forces which are causing a lot of us to have to sort of reassess our lives and rethink our finances and take control of them in a way that at first may seem very paralyzing. Because we feel like, you know, there's a lot of gloom and doom out there on the news and a lot feels beyond our control. But one of the blessings, I think, Donna Maria, of us being pushed into that predicament is it causes us to evolve. It forces us um, to really look at things and seek alternatives. And the beauty of entrepreneurship for me was that I stumbled into it. I studied criminology and sociology in college. Nothing <laughs> nothing could be more extreme and on the opposite end of the spectrum than business, than sociology and psychology. Um, and so I don't even have a background in this, but through determination and desire and passion and a willingness to work hard and learn, um, I've been able to create a business that allows me to have a lifestyle that I never would have been able to achieve had I pursued a traditional career path or the, the career path that I envisioned for myself. And I know that I'm not unique in that position through my membership and an indie business network I'm connected to hundreds of women all over the United States and in other countries as well who are pursuing that same type of path for themselves. And through my company, which works with makers and product designers um, offering consulting services, I'm able to see the other side of that as well, how many of us are able to pull together, build community, seek out educational opportunities, and take some pretty big leaps of faith to create the life and the business that we love. And, and Leela, so, so when you look back over the course of your business career, what do you see as the main catalysts that brought these opportunities about? What, what you just described, what do you see as the things that really made, made them happen? Are there external forces that you can point to that have culminated in this way for all of us to be able to have these types of opportunities? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a huge need. I mean, that we have less stability in our traditional employment than I think we've had at any time in our, our lifetime. Um, and so I think that that causes us to sort of be on our toes and have an antenna up for opportunity. I also think that the Internet has just I mean, I, I joke with my kids, Donna Maria, that we didn't have Internet in high school. Like when I needed to do a report, we had to go to the local public library and pray that someone didn't have the encyclopedia you needed and then take notes. And, you know, I mean, the internet just wasn't around and it so revolutionized just our lifestyle, even in the last 20 years, but it's connected us and brought us together. It's put business resources at our fingertips. It's allowed us to promote our companies and our messages and our products into the universe in a way that never could have happened 20 years ago. And so I think it's this unique sort of um, 
combination, this marriage of a, a unique need for us to seek out alternative ways of, of creating stability financially for ourselves and for our families and those that we care about combined with this wealth of opportunity. And when you put those two things together, I mean, that's like taking a match to a puddle of gasoline. I mean, it's explosive. Um, and I think you mix that in with, with passion, which certainly Indies are not short on. Um, mm-hmm. There's no dearth of that. You, you put those together, you know, need an opportunity and passion. And that is a powerful, powerful combination of factors. And I think that's what's leading this revolution of entrepreneurship in America in general and female entrepreneurship in particular. And Leila, in your opinion and experience, what is it that entrepreneurship does for a woman inside her heart? Ooh, what does entrepreneurship not do for a woman inside of her heart? That might be a faster answer. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I can speak from my own personal experience and also from experience of what I've observed. I'll start with my experience first. When I started my journey as an entrepreneur, I was a single mom. I had two toddlers. I was in the midst of an incredibly intense, expensive, emotionally draining divorce. And I was had just moved across the state and into my mother's basement. Talk about humble pie. Um, to regroup and take care of my kids. And I stumbled into entrepreneurship by accident. I didn't have a lot of resources. I didn't come from an especially entrepreneurial background. I didn't study business in college. Um, But I had an idea and I had somebody that believed in me, which was my mama, even when I didn't believe in myself. And I started a business and 11 years later, um, I have a well-worn passport. Um, I work from home in my pajamas, braless quite often. Can I say that I'm braless quite often? Do we have to cut that? We can keep that, can't we? Absolutely. All right. I work braless a whole lot, people. Um, I set my own hours. If I need a week off, I take a week off and I don't need permission from anybody. I've started three companies. Um, If my kid wants to go in an Ivy League school and I haven't saved that money yet um, because we got a late start on college savings because of our our early years, then you know what? I launch a new product. I start a new company. I make those funds. My, My ceiling of my income potential is limitless. So for me and my heart, it's been a revolution because I feel completely empowered. I feel unstoppable. Um, I have learned so much about myself and my ability to push through struggle and to reinvent myself. And then through my connection to other independent business women and through the services that I offer, I'm able to have a front row seat to so many other women who are having that same sort of transformative experience where we realize that we hold the keys. And for the first 30 years of my life, I thought life sort of happened to me. And I think if entrepreneurship has given me anything, it has given me the ability to understand that I hold the keys. Um, And it has made me realize what an incredible power, incredibly powerful position I hold in my own life and given me the confidence to, um, to do some pretty crazy things that if you had told 20 year old Leela that 38 year old Leela was going to do that, I, I would not have believed that it was possible. So I think it, it just, it's a heart led revolution where we, we realize that, that we're incredibly infinitely powerful people. Leela, what has been the hardest part about coming to those realizations? Because what you've just described is really a journey of, years. It's not (laughs) something that happens overnight. Um, I sense that from you. I I know it personally, but I sense it from you and what you're saying. 
what what have been some of the challenges of as a woman that you've had to overcome internally to go from life is happening to me to I hold the keys? I, I know that we all have our struggle and, um, and and our struggles are unique in many ways and common in many ways as well. And no, none of our stories are identical, but I do find a lot of commonality between stories. For me personally, I mean, in, in 38 years, I have um, unexpectedly become pregnant. Like I didn't plan for that, but it's been a, the biggest delight of my life. I have battled cancer. I have battled cranial tumors twice. I have battled divorce. I have battled bankruptcy. Like I have had my road to hoe. Um, and I think that for me personally, I had to be totally broken down. I think um, my divorce and the ensuing bankruptcy um, and the humble pie of living in my mama's basement and being on food stamps really brought me to a place where I was open to anything. And in those moments of incredibly intense struggle where I was saying, you know, I went to university on a completely full scholarship. They paid me to go to their school because I had such promise and had worked so hard in high school. And at 26, you're in your mom's basement with two toddlers, a half crazy, soon to be ex-husband, legal bills mounting, and an identity crisis where I remember feeling at 26, Donna Maria, I, would, I remember like rolling into a fetal position on my bed in mama's basement. And thinking, I am 26 years old and it is over. Like, I have no idea what happened to my promise. I have no idea how I'm going to provide for these kids and find my way out of this. But I think because I'm such a stubborn person that I almost had to be broken down to that space, to that very raw place where I was willing to say, you know what, I will try anything because this sucks so hard and I'm going through hell, but I've got to keep walking and we will find a way. And that, in a weird sort of way, that intense struggle brought me to a place where I would try anything, where I was open to anything, where nothing seemed impossible. And I was really ready for some type of radical effort. Um, and I started the company I, with 500 bucks. I cleaned people's toilets to take my pictures for me. I swapped writing skills for website development skills. I made things two bottles at a time. Um, I sold my rug. I sold the tiny bit of jewelry um, that I took from my marriage. I mean, I sold anything. Um, and I worked 100-hour weeks. But doing that 11 years ago and continuing to do that, it wasn't a short period of time. That was an extended period of time. And there have been times of ease where things are sort of igniting and, and we coast for a while and then things get hard because we're launching something new or we've got a unique struggle or we're about to level up in the build business and building scaffolding to go to the next level. So it's always sort of, for me, this ebb and flow where it's easy. Oh my God, it's not easy. It's easy. It's not easy. But 11 years in, I know that it's possible. And so when it's not easy, I know that that is not doom and that is not failure. That is just temporarily, this is not easy. But there are always struggles, even within Bella Luce. I mean, we've been dragged into a trademark dispute that had a seven-figure lawsuit attached to it. We've had a business deal with Shop at Home Television where we set new sales records for them one month. And then the next month, they went bankrupt and canceled a huge PO. And I was stuck with hundreds of thousands of dollars in merchandise. We've, you know, we, we employ, have employees and those employees sometimes, you know, you have to let employees go and that's painful. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Two days ago, I haven't even told you this yet, Donna Marie, two days ago, Bella Luce flooded overnight mm. and um, we're closed right now. Um, 
because there has to be asbestos surveys for us to get into the walls to do the repairs. And right now, like literally my office is shuttered today and I'm having, after this um, podcast is interview is done, I'm going to the office to meet the environmental consultants who were there in hazmat suits yesterday to continue to do more tests that are going to cost thousands of dollars and have to, you know, it, it's a mess, but you know what? <laughs> yes. We're going to deal with it and we're going to open on Monday. Yeah. And, and, and entrepreneurship has taught me to roll with the punches. Yes. And yes. If nothing's fatal, we'll, yes. we'll get through it. Absolutely. And, and entrepreneurship can, can be very messy. Um, you know, and what you described just, just leads me to think about um, whether in your opinion, there's some truth to this statement that, you know, the success of your business, of course, it's dependent on having a good product. Of course, it's dependent on you doing your marketing and, you know, an endless list of things. But it's also dependent on your ability to ebb and flow in the description mm-hmm. that you just gave to just be able to take that two days, three days when not a single order comes in and not lose your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And just, and then, and then when the hundreds flow in, make sure you don't think it's going to be like that forever. Girl, don't <laughs> be talking about hundreds. Day. Don't come at me with hundreds. I'm talking about thousands. Okay. <laughs> the women wealth and wow. When the thousands come, but there's going to be a hard day one day next week. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's important that we educate ourselves, that we know what we're doing, that we have a skill set, that we have a good product. But more than anything, that I think that drive and that tenacity and that mm-hmm. ability to ebb and flow is the single most potent ingredient. Yes. That's the foundation. And then if you can build upon that foundation, good business smarts a great product. Well, that's, you know, that's the, the gas, the jet fuel in the, in the engine, if you will, that gets you where you need to go. But if you don't have that tenacity, that passion and that drive, then mm-hmm. you can have all those other things and you're not going to be successful. And, and when you, you just mentioned that word wealth, you know, and, and interestingly, you know, I was talking hundreds, you was talking, you were talking thousands, we could talk millions, we could talk yeah. an endless number because we have the keys, right? But in in terms of that term, it's such a loaded term. And I think over the years, it has been used and misused in a variety of ways. And one of the things that I'm noticing is the fun variety of ways that people define that terms to create the kind of life that they really, really want to have. So what what is wealth to you? What are the different variations of wealth that exist in your life? And what do you see for us as women today and on the horizon where that's concerned? That's a juicy question, Donna Maria. Um, wealth for me is, I mean, the first thing that I think about is dollars and, and the bank account. But, but beyond that, those dollars really just represent opportunities mm-hmm. for all of us. That's all money ever buys you is opportunities. Um, it, to me, I determine my wealth or my success, not necessarily by how many commas and zeros are in the bank account, but that is a, a great reflection. But in the fact that if my kids sick at school, um, I can, I, I, I'm home. Like you call me, I'm home and I can take two days and be a mama. To me, that's wealth um, because it's flexibility. Um, my wealth is reflected in my well-worn passport and the fact that I just had to go get a new cover for it the other day because it's so worn out. Um, my wealth is measured in the richness of my relationships that I'm able to have with my children, my family, my husband, because I can be present at home every day. My wealth is measured um, in huge degree to the power that I talked about earlier. Um, that is probably my biggest singular asset as a person 
is the understanding of the power that I have. Um, and, and to me, that's probably the best, not necessarily the initial indicator of wealth when you say that word, but to me, that's the most profound definition is the feeling that I have within my, myself. This is getting very woo-woo, but the feeling um, that I, it, within myself to just know that I can do whatever we need to do, whatever needs to happen, we can make that happen. That's an incredibly powerful feeling. And to me, that equals wealth. You know, Leela, I'm glad you mentioned the word woo-woo, even though, I don't even know, is that a word? It is a word, I'm it is really now. I'm glad it is, because we made it a word because we hold the keys. But um, the, the, the idea of using that term, I think is so important, because I think that a lot of entrepreneurship is about those feelings that are like tangible, but not quite tangible, but you can see them and feel them, but you really can't explain them. And woo-woo is the term that you go to when you go, you know what, it's just there. It's right. just there. And so I, I like that you use that term. And I think it's scary for a lot of people. And uh -huh. it, I, I think it is. And so is the word power. And that's really where I want to go here. I, I hear from women a lot, as you do when we talk, you know, that that word power, it sounds great and invigorating to several, but to others, it's like, do I want that power? Do I feel that power? Is it okay to have that power? Am I a bitch if I have that power? You know, how do I want to define myself? And is powerful one of the one of the definers that I'm comfortable with? And so I just I want I want your thoughts on that because I think a lot of women struggle with, yes, I want to be successful in my business. But power to me does not always have a positive connotation. So what are your comments mm -hmm. on that? And I don't mean to me it doesn't. It does. But yeah. I hear people say that. Yeah, and I, and I, I hear that too. I, I mean, I, I definitely think there's a lot of that out there. That makes me so sad for people, though, I have to say. Um, it, it, power is a beautiful blessing. And I hope that one day we will all realize what a powerful blessing it is. I think maybe the genesis of that, that anxiety, Donna Maria, is that I think once we realize how powerful we are, we have a responsibility to do something with that power. Mm -hmm. I think that's what, what trips people up is if we own that I could create any single life that I want. Mm -hmm. If we own that our, our life is not what happens to us. It's not the divorce. It's not the money problems. It's not the layoff. It's not the illness that, that we ultimately are in the driver's seat of what happens to us. Then we have a responsibility that sort of is, hand in hand that goes tandem with that, that says, okay, so if you're not where you want to be, what the hell are you going to do about it? And if you surrender your power to somebody else, then you've allowed somebody else to be both the victor and the scapegoat when things don't go how you want them to go or where you're not where you want to be. And to admit that you are ultimately powerful is to admit that it's on your shoulders. You know, this is all you kitten and for better or for worse. And, and life isn't always rosy, but when it's not rosy, what the hell are you going to do about it to turn that ship and get it sailing into the waters that you want it to do? And sometimes those are quick turns and quick tweaks. They're things I do because something sucks today to make it not suck tomorrow or next week. And some of that is sort of deep evolutionary change um, yes, that takes a yes. lot, lot more fuel, a lot more dedication over a much longer period of time. But I didn't go from single mama waiting for her food stamp deposit and crying every night about my kids um, to an entrepreneur 
with several businesses and that kind of freedom and flexibility overnight. That's an 11 year journey. And I think we have to be committed to walking through that power and working with it in a long-term sort of scenario. And that's intimidating for people sometimes. It it, it is. And, and, and it, it, it's, it's interesting that you, that you talk about the evolution and how long it takes. I I kind of liken it to um, maybe not surprisingly, because we will be on a cruise in a few short weeks, um, amen, at, amen. Like a speedboat, <laughs> turning around a speedboat versus turning yeah. around a cruise ship. And, mm-hmm. and I have, I have seen so many times in, in my life and in my business where I get to push a button and turn it around, right? Just yeah. turn that sucker right around. Other times it's, and I've known in advance, this is going to be a cruise ship turn and it's going to yeah. take a long time. And long you know time. what? I might turn around and not like what I see on the other side. I've got to do this knowing that it could work beautifully or it just might not. And right. that, that is a scary thing, but that is such a part, don't you agree, of what women, wealth, and wow is all about, is, 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 is building the plane while you're flying it. Absolutely. I mean, it, I, I'm still learning on the job every single day. Mm-hmm. There's still things that come across my radar. I'm like, I have no idea yes. what the hell that is or how I'm going to do that. But that is the beauty of us being connected to one another yes. through entrepreneurial organizations like yours, through you know forums on the internet, yes. through all these different communities, um, locally and virtually. Mm-hmm. And that's the power of having all of the classes and the resources and the consultants and the trade networks. I mean, the amount of of material that is at our fingertips, either for free or at a very reasonable cost to build our businesses is, is all inspiring. It is so incredible and it's never been richer. It's never been more affordable, richer meaning best as readily available and as quality, I think as it is now. And it's never been more possible for us, but again, that taps back into that power. So if you don't like where you are, what do you, what tangible steps are you going to do today in the short right. term to do the speedboat turn and in the long term to do the cruise ship turn? And you know what? If you end up getting in choppy water, you're going to have to turn again. Yep. But that's okay because you know what? There are cute boys on that cruise and yep. there are, are cocktails everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to, you're just going to do what you got to do and enjoy the ride and turn again. And you keep turning until you get into the safe crystal blue water, whatever yes. that water is for you. Yes. And and then realize that as you continue to sail, it's not always going to be crystal blue. You're going to have to turn again. Sure. And, and, and the joy, the joy of that, you know, the person that that makes you prepares you for anything mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 what entrepreneurship makes a woman is so much more than just that business leader. It's it's a person who can manage their home better. It's a person who can mm-hmm. be a better mother, a better daughter, a better spouse, a better friend, a better community leader, a better homeowners association participant. I mean, there's no area that the kind of power that you've described cannot help you make a better contribution to the world. Absolutely. I think it's about bettering ourselves. You know, it's about, it's about raising the bar for ourselves personally to be able to handle more stress, to be able to operate more efficiently, to be able to prioritize better, to be able to think longer term. Those are skill sets that your business gives you that carry over into all facets of your life, whether it's because you're the homeroom mom or, you know, um, making the snacks for the soccer team or, you know, whatever, planning the family vacation. Um, Those skill sets that I've were sort of birthed in my entrepreneurial journey have not been isolated to my entrepreneurial journey. Yes. And I'm such a different person. Yes. And knock on wood, I would like to think a better person than I was 15 years ago before 
I had started my businesses. My businesses, there's there's such there's just no clearly defined line between my life and my business. They have merged and melded in ways that are sometimes problematic because I don't ever clock out, you know, like the beauty of working from home is that I don't have to put on a bra and the curse of working from home is, you know, it's always three steps away, right. <laughs> you know? Right. So there are these weird lines that merge that are sometimes problematic, mm-hmm. but it also means that all of it, since there isn't a clearly defined line, mm-hmm. all the blessings and the strengths and the skills that I've cultivated in my entrepreneurship life, entrepreneurial life come right over to my family life and my personal life and my relationships in a way that I think has been really profoundly positive for me and and the people that I interact with. Yes. And everyone benefits. And, you know, the industrial revolution, I think is what put the great distinction between our personal lives and our work related lives. When I look back at my grandparents, they were farmers and they owned land and they sold, you know, cucumbers and tobacco and they, Um, my grandmother was a seamstress and she fixed everyone's clothes in the area and, um, their lives, there was no division. There Mm -hmm. was, they were, they were picking something in the fields and so were their children. My grandmother was at the sewing machine and this was done during the day. They were homeschooling half the time because the kids couldn't get to school in a very rural area in North Carolina. So everybody chipped in and did various different things at their level of aptitude that contributed to the family. And so the the problems that they had were just, yeah, well, you know, I got to finish making this rug before dinner's ready. So I send my oldest daughter in there to fix the chicken. It's just, that's just how it is. And I think becoming used to that and being okay with that in my family anyway, has been just liberating for everyone because don't we want our children, especially now to grow up seeing that they can create as much of a divider as they want. They can put the whole thing together in a pot. They can draw a bright line and this is my office and you can never ever come in here and you can figure it out and fix it up the way you want it. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love that. And then you can change it when it doesn't work anymore because as a mom, you know, right, what you fix up at when your kids are five and seven is not going to be what you fix up when they're 10 and 12. Yeah. So Absolutely. Being, yes, being able to adjust to that is just, just again, great power. And when you talked about power, Leela, it made me think about how knowing that you have that power, it puts that responsibility on you, which the next thing people often think of after that is, oh my gosh, what if I fail? Yeah. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Let's just get that out there. Yeah. 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 I mean, we could, we, we could have a four hour long podcast where all you do is say, Leela Barker list your failures. And then you were quiet for the next three hours and 59 minutes. And I list them off for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm deeply attuned to them. They're not all past tense. Some of them are present tense. And I, I don't even, couldn't even venture a guess at what I fail at next. And it doesn't matter. None of it matters. Right. Um, right. And, and some of those failures are small little missteps that are like, you know, one damn and I go, okay, and we're, we're off, you know, right. next. And some of those things are, you know, failures with zeros and, and a few hours on the therapist's couch, oh my gosh, and, yes. you know, like yes. a, a weekend away with my husband to patch up, you know, the right. attitude that after around for those three months, I was losing my mind, whatever. Right, right. 
But we're right. going to fail. And I, you know what? I don't ever want to stop failing. Yes. Because failure is the opposite, is the flip side of that coin. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not failing, it also means I'm not flipping the coin anymore. Do and not. I don't ever want to be stagnant. The day that I stop failing is the day that I become the person that I don't want to invite to my own dinner parties. Because I got yes. nothing new going on. Yes. And oh my gosh. Th- to me, that's just part of it. You know, think about it. I'm right. We are in America. Uh, um, anybody that's listening to this in America, we are born and bred in our DNA entrepreneurs. We are our ancestors through tea over the boat, revolted against an entire government and went, hell no, we're not having that. I want something completely different for myself. That is in our DNA. When you raise an entire nation of those people, the opportunities are incredible, but we, that is our lineage, all of us, no matter what our ethnicity is, that is our shared lineage. All of us are here because somebody went, I want more for myself and I believe I have the power to achieve it and buck the system and took a huge risk. And on the days when I'm PO'd because I have men in hazmat suits in my office and no orders are going out and I'm going to have to pay for, you know, new carpet and new sheetrock and I'm tired. I remind myself what a tremendous privilege it is to live in a country because I've traveled all over the world. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time in, in places where we don't have, those people don't have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, they can't even conceive of it. On the worst days, I am grateful for my failure because I live in an, op, in an area and in, an, in a generation and in a time frame um, that allows me to fail. And that is a blessing because the opposite is to not have opportunity. And I will take this over that. Just the chance to try the chance to try is just a huge, it is a huge blessing. And the person that it makes of you when you try, whether you fail or whether you succeed or something in between, because oftentimes we get something in between. Sure. Um, that this just, it's just so amazing. So, you know, thank you so much for that. And I just have to say, wow, because we're talking about women wealth and wow. And, you know, this is just, you know, this is the kind of thing. And honestly, it's one of the reasons like why I do this podcast is because I just get to go, wow, that is an amazing person. And I get to talk to that person using this little microphone in my office And I get to learn and I get to see and I get to be inspired and put this information and this 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 information out into the world where others can embrace it and learn from it. And that's why I wanted you to be our first guest (laughs) this this in season two, because, you know, we are equipped to do amazing things. And the environment that we now find ourselves in allows us to say, you know, we can maximize our chances of success Mm -hmm. by doing nothing just because of the time we're living in right now. What a blessing that is. It is. And it's not going to come again. It's never come before. And what comes after is going to be new variations of it. But we're on the edge of it. We're in the middle. We're in the cusp of it. We are, we are creating it for our children as we go. And that is incredibly exciting to me. Yeah. The, The power that you and I have to teach our children that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite blessings of entrepreneurship yes. is, for, is for my oldest who remembers food stamps. Yes. She remembers that life. My, my little one, not so much. Yeah. For her to now see mom having a photo shoot or yes. a reporter coming out from Southern Living to do a story on us or mm-hmm. mom to get on a plane and go somewhere or mom to be invited to speak somewhere. Yes. The power and what that says to my child yes. is incredible. And especially because I have girls. I know you've got beautiful Vanessa too. What you're showing 
Brooks, and, and it, to, in my opinion, if I can single out the girls, the ladies, Miss Vanessa, what you're yes. showing Miss Vanessa yes. is so powerful about how we take care of ourselves, the mm-hmm. potential that we have, the responsibility and the power that we have. Yes. It, it, it is the greatest thing for my children to be able to see me be an entrepreneur and not to put down other professions, but I think there's a, a, a uniquely rich power in that. That there is nothing else could have offered my children. Yes. And, you know, entrepreneurship extends so far beyond just like the traditional definition too. if you are in a career, a more traditional career, there is an entrepreneurial way of approaching that. Mm-hmm. If you are in a traditional career and maybe you don't want to do it forever, there is an entrepreneurial way to approach that. And so, gosh, it's a whole other show, and we just—I can, I can. So we have to, we're going to have this conversation on the cruise many times over. Um, when when can I, I drink see you, what? Yes, of can course I drink you while can. Have any? Can yes. we do it with our toes and stand somewhere sunny while all my family is freezing or took us off back home? Yes, and we'll we'll awesome. take pictures of it too, so they can all <laughs> they can all wish wish they Jeez. were with us. But you know, I just want to the one thing that you said that just so inspired me in particular where the cruise is concerned because. I was able to take my children mm-hmm. on this cruise with me and I was able to explain to them. They've only come once because they have school, but I took them out for the whole week and I was able to explain to them, you know, this is more than a vacation. This is mommy's business. This is, this is what we do to cultivate relationships. This is what we do. This is what I do to do on earth what I feel I am called to do. And that is to pour into these other entrepreneurs the encouragement, the inspiration, the action steps that they need to be successful. So I was able to tell my children at a very young age in that particular way, while they were sunning themselves and swimming with dolphins, you know, that this is what taking a chance can get for you. Yeah. And and that there's, there's nothing like that, as you know. So, you know, and, and I like to think of my business in many ways as, I love what I do. I truly do. But I also love what I do it for. Mm, yeah. And, and that in, in many times, as I know this is the case with you, because we've had so many conversations and, you know, and just for our listeners, Leela, who, who might not know, I mean, we, we have, we have cried snot together. We have, no, been, we have, we have done it and it has brought us closer, but, but it has also, given us more to share. Yeah. And there's, that, a, there's the, a depth of this relationship that is beautiful to me. And, and I think that um, you're one of the biggest blessings in my life and have been for many years now. Oh. And I think it's um, what's so great about women who walk this journey together is there is a depth of the relationship mm-hmm. that is so profound. If you will let other people in and not see them as your competition or, or somebody that you are, or need to keep an eye on. If you can just open yourself to the opportunities that these relationships bring, you and I could write a book on some of the things that we've been through. I don't know that we should, but we could. And, um, and it's amazing to me um, how, how powerful it is to have people to lean on and to walk this journey together mm. and, yes. and how that enriches the entire experience. Mm. It's really cool. Well, for now, Miss Leela, this podcast will be our book. And we'll we'll leave it there for a bit. But before we go, I want you to tell us where we go online to get your services, your products. Where do we buy them? How do we learn more? Awesome. I appreciate that opportunity. So I run a bath and body company called Bella Luce. You can look us up online at B-E-L-L-A-L-U-C-C-E.com. We've got beautiful, exotic 
um, eco-conscious products from head to feet and everything in between. And then I also foster emerging brands, creative brands, stationers, jewelers, apothecary brands, fashion designers through Lucky Break Consulting. And that's L-U-C-K-Y-B-R-E-A-K consulting.com. Good. We will definitely check them both out. You have a lot of classes that you offer at luckybreakconsulting.com. And I just have to say, if you land at bellaluce.com and you don't know what to do, look for the Manuka Honey Drizzle. Oh, girl, that's a good time, isn't it? Girl, that is all. It's that is all. <laughs> I love that product too. It's awesome. Thank you for joining us, Leela. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for having <laughs> me. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.